RadioInfluence.com. Initiate procedure. Okay, the MJ Radio Network. We are go. Now, stand by for the MJ Morning Show. MJ Morning Show Podcast, episode 28. Now, we weren't even going to talk about this. This wasn't even on the list, but as we're getting ready to record, Froggy's talking about he's watching like CNN or Fox News Channel, and he's watching some of the looting and some of the riots that were happening live on TV in the aftermath of George Floyd. And Froggy, you saw some of your shelving being looted and carried out of a store live on television? It really was amazing. I guess they ran out of stuff to take in, in the store. I guess they stole everything, so I guess all that's left is the amazingly designed fixtures, and uh, they just started. Yeah, so I saw it, I saw one of our beautiful fixtures, an end cap, a wire end cap, being taken right out of a store. <laughs> How do you know it was yours? You've got you got thousands of stores around the country. How do you know it was your fixture that was being looted out of a store? Well, it was a very a very popular franchise of a store. It was so a store we do. So, that's so you recognize the customer? Yes. Oh, so what store was it? I'd, I'd rather not say what store it was. Well, come on. Okay. What, what, what store was it? No, it's. I don't want to involve the account, and <laughs> I, I don't want to breach customer privacy. Okay? All so right. All right. It. Fine. I understand. So you're watching cable news, and you saw the name of the store. You, st- you saw the store signage, and then you recognize that they were carrying out your shelves with all the merchandise was looted. They start carrying out the shelving? I would imagine it's like seeing your kid on TV for the first time after he's been trying to be an actor for so long. It's a very proud moment. Wow, the store's been looted. There's nothing left in the store. But you know what? This wire end cap is going to make a great shelf for my garage. It will work for your garage. All right, MJ Morning Show Podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. The response continues to be fantastic. I have a whole bunch of email and voicemail. We'll get to some of it during the course of the program. In fact, I've got a request via voicemail from the MJ Morning Show hotline. Hey, quickly, let me give you the email address and the voicemail hotline. If you want to drop us an email, you want to ask a question, have a request, comments, we love it all. Just send email to MJ at MJMorningShow.com. That's MJ at MJMorningShow.com. And the hotline to call up and leave a voicemail message or give us a text message, 813-467-6290, 813-467-6290. Hey guys, did you see the woman that intentionally coughed on the lady in the bagel store in New York? I haven't Ew. seen that story specifically, although I've seen stories of people deliberately coughing on people. Oh my God. God, I guess this happened like a week or so ago, but the story's just coming out and the victim was on Good Morning America. <laughs> Can you believe wow. that? That's where things are these days. On Good Morning America, you have the video and the woman that was coughed on at a bagel shop during COVID-19. And this is now national news. Listen to this. A woman was intentionally coughed on. Allison Goodbaum spoke to Good Morning America about the incident which happened at New York City Bagel and Coffee House on Broadway in Astoria, Queens. And the video has gone viral. At least the video that I'm looking at already has 4.5 million views. 
And I want to play some of this. Michelle's with us, by the way. Hey, Michelle, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. Because I'm going to bring up something. And folks, this is a story that nobody has heard on this podcast yet. Froggy Fester, you have not heard this Michelle story. If this happened to Michelle, I could see Michelle going into full-blown nuclear mode like she did at an establishment in New York. This story is incredible, and we'll tell it in just a second. Here, listen to this. This woman apparently was walking around this bagel store with no mask on, and this other customer, this Allison Goodbaum, must have said something like, you know, you should be wearing a mask. And I think she was coughing a little bit. And then the woman is at the checkout counter. She's at the register. She starts calling the woman expletives because she's saying, you know, wear a mask. And then the woman walks over to the complainer and coughs right in her face. And this is all caught on video. Listen to this. So she's calling her the P word. You're a whoa. Yeah, she's calling her the the P word. And And then she says, say it to my face. So the complainer is now saying to the lady calling her the P word, say it to my face. So now that's when the lady from the cash register who's not wearing the mask walks up to the complainer who is wearing a mask and then coughs right in her face. Listen. (laughs) Michelle, did you hear that? I did hear that loud and clear. Oh, my God. That's enraging. Is that unbelievable? That is unbelievable. I mean, I think I would have throat punched her. Well, can we talk about that for a second? (laughs) Michelle. I've never throat punched anybody. Well, pretty darn close. Guys, Did you threaten to throat punch anybody? No, no, this got physical. Guys, you are not going to believe this story. And I think the only reason why I just told this coronavirus cough story out of the bagel shop in Queens is so I could bring this Michelle story onto the podcast so it would make some sense. Uh, Michelle, you know where this is going, right? Uh, I think I have a good idea. <laughs> well, we it's were, not, you know, what? it's not one of my proudest moments, although in some <laughs> regards, maybe it is one of my, I mean, like my kids, like they know that, uh, they know who they can count on. That's all I can say. This was about three years ago. We were up in New York and we had dinner. We had pizza at Juliana's pizza, which is under the Brooklyn bridge. Juliana's is incredible. It's actually Patsy Grimaldi and partner. It's not Grimaldi's. It's Patsy Grimaldi, who sold Grimaldi's years ago, opened up a new pizza restaurant called Giuliana's, named after his mother. And it's actually in the old Grimaldi spot in Brooklyn under the Brooklyn Bridge. So we have dinner at Giuliana's and then we go for ice cream at a place down on the waterfront. And we go in to get a couple of scoops. It was me, Michelle and Julian and Chloe. Michelle, would you like to pick up the story from here? Guys, you are not going to believe what happened. So I had a little altercation in an ice cream shop. I mean, what's the big deal? Really? Tell the story, Michelle. So we were in line at the ice cream shop, and there were uh, some weirdos in front of us. And uh, When you say weirdos, why don't you describe them? Uh, you know, they were just young millennial weirdo types. They were like, like hipster yeah, weirdos, yeah. They were, you know, like they were too hip for the room kind of thing. And, you know, you could tell, like they, they were just out 
you know, up to kind of no good, having fun on a Saturday night. And so then um, there's limited seating. There's maybe like three tables with, you know, four chairs. That's it. Now, it was what? A guy and two girls? Yeah, a guy and two girls. A guy and two girls, yep. Right. And so I was instructing the kids, like trying to be, you know, seat savvy. Hey, guys, watch out for the seats over there. Uh, As soon as those people get up, why don't you go grab them? Tell dad and I what you want, because then we'll go ahead and get it. We'll be able to bring it over, pay for it, and we'll all have seats. Won't that be great? And these people like turned around and were like, well, we're in line ahead of you. So those seats are going to be ours. And uh, I was kind of like, well, I don't know about that, because if my kids get there first, they're going to be their seats, right? Then they go to order and we order and and we ended up getting some seats at a nice table and we were sitting there and you were actually still paying and Julian was, um, he had come to sit down with me. I just knew something was going to happen. Like I had the ice cream, I was sitting there and that what happened was when Julian had gotten up to go help you. Right, so Julian gets up to come help me carry the remaining ice cream over to our table. Julian she, gets, yeah, Julian gets out of his seat. And I mean, his little butt had barely left that chair and she snatched that chair like right out from I mean if he just sat back down he would have fallen on the floor right and I was like oh no you don't so I grabbed the chair and kind of being you know like I hate to use that term mama bear but I was just like that's my son's chair and she wouldn't let go and then but finally she did and so then Julian came back down and sat down and you were still over there paying we all had our ice cream we were sitting there calmly and they the three of them were just seething over there because we had gotten the seats ahead of them and I could just I could just tell it was coming but for her to grab Julian's chair the minute the second he got up to go help me I mean that was ridiculous who does that what kind of a person right. is that that tells you right away? Oh, guys, just wait. Just wait. So you're still standing at the register. Julian has now rejoined the table. We have, I think, an extra seat for you. And the next thing I know, she's charging at me from across the ice cream shop with the ice cream cone pointed at me. And she screams, go home to Texas, bitch. <laughs> and, and what? Wait, wait a minute. Then she takes her ice cream cone and smashes it into Michelle's chest. Which you only know, by the way, because the situation has been described to you because you're still back to us at the register. And so I jumped up and I grabbed the girl by the hair and started ramming her head into the door frame, uh, door frame of the ice cream shop. And the other customers had to pull me off and... MJ's just over there standing there with the ice cream and the change in his hand like, what the heck is going on? Two other guys, two other male customers in line. Because this was like a Friday or Saturday night. The line was long. Two other male customers had to pull Michelle and this girl apart. Michelle had her in a grip. Michelle was ramming her head into the door frame of the front door of the ice cream shop. I, I, I broke a couple nails, not fake nails. I had some real nails. They were busted and bleeding. Hold hold on, hold on. I have a few questions, Michelle. Did she come at you with the ice cream cone, like, point end first, like a dagger? No, it was ice cream pointed <laughs> at me like a, you know, like, yeah, the soft soft part no. of the cone. Yeah. She <laughs> was holding the cone. She was holding the cone normally and jammed the ice cream scoops right, right. into Michelle's sweater. Very what efficient. kind of ice cream did she get? <laughs> Julian's saying that it was strawberry. Wait, I have a question. Yeah, yeah, Froggy. Why the Texas? Were you wearing a cowboy hat again? I wasn't wearing a cowboy hat. I mean, I had a like a poncho-y thing on, you know, a little bit of fringe around the edge. It was very fashionable. Um, 
you know, like a shawl thing. I don't know why she decided to say, go back to Texas, bitch. I don't, I mean, it was the most. I don't think there was anything to indicate that you're from Texas. I I think she was just kind of making a generic Yes. A touristy, pejorative statement or something. I, I, that's exactly what I think. I think she she uh, classified me or identified me as a tourist and thought, you know, she was just going to scream something like that and, as she, you know, lunged at me. And, uh, <laughs> lunged. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, look, it is what it is. She messed with my kids and then she messed with me. So Don't mess with Texas. <laughs> don't, mess with, don't mess with Michelle. Forget about Texas. Yep. And then they fled. So I'm thinking that maybe they had some items on them that they didn't want the police to find, potentially, if the cops were called, because they really scrambled out of there fast. I mean, it was the most irrational, like, experience. For, I mean, I'm just watching them thinking, why are you even behaving like this? It was just so irrational. I'm guessing drugs. I'm glad that she didn't ice pick you or something. I mean, because she, they might have been high on something. Right, and, right. you know, she could have stabbed you with far worse than... The scoop side of a double strawberry ice cream cone. Right, right. Listen, Listen Tex, have that. did you draw blood? Uh, you know, well, you, you might have. I mean. I, yeah, I didn't get a good look at her because they pulled me off and I was still kind of, you know, flailing around. And she, I mean, she ran. Her friends stuck around to have a little argument with us and the kids. And then all I remember is the friend screaming at Julian. Again, just the most irrational thing. And she said to Julian, and how old are you? And Julian says. I'm 11. <laughs> and then she ran out of the ice cream shop. And I'm like, what the heck was this about? Yeah, it was like four years ago, man. But don't mess with Michelle. Nice to see she's taking an age census before she leaves the establishment. Hey, Froggy, guess what? What's that? Sir? My mother-in-law listens to this podcast, Michelle's mom. And she heard last week's podcast where you were talking about your uh, poop dreams. And it okay. so happens that she has a whole bunch of dream interpretation books. And she sent me a text interpreting your dreams. Oh, please, because I've had three this week already. You ever hear of Zolar's Encyclopedia and Dictionary of Dreams? I want to know all about that book. <laughs> all right, for all, I'll tell you what, for those that missed last week's podcast, I don't know what you're doing. You should be caught up, folks, with every one of our podcasts. All 27 previous podcasts are available at mjmorningshow.com and on all the major podcast platforms. Just search MJ Morning Show. So, Froggy, quickly do a 30-second recap on the poop dreams that you're having, and then I'll give you the interpretation. No, I just for the last couple months, I've been having these weird dreams where I get in public situations. For example, like I'm in church or I'm at Chuck E. Cheese with my family or I'm at the baseball park coaching a baseball game. And in all of these situations, I poop myself, and I'm trying to hide it from everybody. And so I run to the bathroom, and I try to clean it. But I'm having pooping myself dreams, <laughs> repetitive. A few times a week, I'm crapping myself in my dreams. <laughs> all right, courtesy of Michelle's mom, Donna, would you like to know what crapping yourself in your dreams means according to Zolar's Encyclopedia and Dictionary of Dreams? Please, if they have a crap in yourself in your dream section, I need it. <laughs> they do. They have an excrement section. <laughs> it's, it's, a whole section? Cool. They've got a whole section on excrement, and it's alphabetized. So excrement, it says, oh, first of all, here's the text from Michelle's mom. I listened to your podcast this morning on the way to work with Chloe. With regard to Froggy's poop dreams, perhaps 
he should buy a lottery ticket or maybe he's about to inherit some money. I never get much from all those other analytical dream interpretation books. This dream book has been spot on for me numerous times in the past. Under excrement dreams, here are the, here are the entries. Of excrement, we'll have plenty of money. If it's about baby's excrement in diapers, we'll have great advantages. Excrement of animals will make a big profit. Any kind of other excrement will receive a gift. I'm going to go with of excrement, you'll have plenty of money. So, Froggy, you're about to get rich, or I guess the shelving business is doing incredibly well, right? Well, it's doing all right, but how does pooping yourself equal money? I have no idea. When I look it up in Google, it says you're hiding a dirty secret. And that couldn't be more opposite from the official book of, no. of what is it? Zoloft? <laughs> no, that, no, that's the antidepressant, I think. No, this is Zol- Zolar. Hey, who's that swami inside the machine that gives you the fortune? Is that uh, Doesn't that start with a Z as well? Yeah, from Big. Yeah, that, exactly. What's that thing called? Julian knows it's Zolar. It. Oh, 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 no, Zoltar. That's yeah. Zol- Zoltar. Yeah. Froggy, oftentimes the dream is sort of like opposite of what you think, right? So like you think like, oh, you're dreaming about pooping yourself. That's such a horrible experience. I mean, if you re- if you live that experience, it's got to be horrible. But in reality, or in the in the dream world, it means something opposite. But I have pooped myself in real life before, oh. so. Hey, speaking of Chloe driving to work with Michelle's mom. Julian's back with us at the New York place. And of course, we're headed back to Tampa this summer. But Chloe stayed in Virginia. And of course, when COVID hit and New York became a a total crap fest, we brought the kids and our dogs down to Virginia back in mid-March. And we got Julian a couple of weeks ago. Julian's back with us, but Chloe stayed in Virginia. Michelle, do you want to describe Chloe's summer job? Uh, it's office work in a government office. Yeah, it's a municipal setting for yes. the for the county, and yes. she got it. How many teenagers are getting summer jobs in the summer of 2020 with this whole COVID nineteen crap? Not many. I mean, really. The, you know what happened is the person who was supposed to have the job they were not able to uh, take the job because of all of this uh, relocation. Um, due to the COVID-19, they were a college student and they were not able to fulfill that position. So since Chloe was available at my mom's, they said, well, just bring her to work with you. So Chloe, is she working like the DMV or something? Uh, You know, not exactly. I don't want to say exactly where she's working, (laughs) but she's working for the county and she's got this like month and a half summer job. What major events are missing in Chloe and Julian's lives? Now, Chloe is 18 Chloe will be 19 in August, and Julian, unbelievably, will be 16 in less than a month on July 4th. What do you think is missing in my kids' lives? A father with a decent haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, it's about time you cut the thing. I don't know. What? Wrong. Wrong. Chloe has a job now, so is this her first job or first paycheck? This yeah, is yeah. yeah. This is her first job. Her oh, first wait, paycheck. I know, I know. What? It uh, Julian, and it has to do with a driver's license of some sort. Okay, Froggy, look at that. You're not as dumb as you look. Froggy's onto something. I think the ability to learn to drive. That would be correct. Neither- Holy shit! I, I got something right. <laughs> oh my God. You, you, you better did. play the lottery tonight. <laughs> you did. 
That and you're pooping yourself. No, both my kids, you know, being in New York for the last number of years, there's no real need for my kids to drive anywhere. Chloe never took driving lessons. So Chloe is 18 and a half, well, more than that. She's going to be 19 August 20th. And Chloe has not taken driver's ed. She's done nothing. She has no learner's permit. Julian would be able to get a learner's permit as well. And Julian has not done anything. So if my kids were in Florida, they would be freaking menaces on the road at 16. I'd probably have, what, two extra cars in the driveway. Yep. But Chloe's off to college on August 1st. And it looks like, Michelle, looks like that's going to happen, right? She's going to be at college and she won't need a car. That's right. And then Julian, well, Julian's at boarding school in Connecticut, so he doesn't need a car either. But I think we're going to try to get them driver's ed lessons this yeah. summer to try to at least just get them their driver's licenses. That's the plan. Now, how long, though? So they have to take the online Why? test or, or yeah, what? Yeah, so they have to take an online test to get a learner's permit. And then once you have the permit, then you can take your physical driving lessons and they'll come get you in a car and they have a teacher and they'll drive you around the city. Is the teacher going to have a mask on or what, what are they? I don't know. Is I, he going to be wearing a trash bag? What is I, it? I emailed them about the lessons and they said right. they'll let me know when they start back up. I think okay. we have to wait until we reach a certain phase. Oh, that's right. And then and I, you know, obviously it'll just be Chloe and Julian. So I'm hoping that it would just be, you know, I could maybe reserve it where it's just the two of them and then the instructor. And of course, everybody will wear a mask and maybe keep the windows down. And I'm sure they'll be doing testing to make sure that none of their instructors have um, have anything to be worried about. And then they would be able to drive. You have to have, I forget how many number of hours it is. Maybe it's like 60 hours of lessons or less. I don't, might, might only be like 30 hours or something. And then once you do that, then you get a little certificate that says you pass the driving lessons. And then they go to DMV and then, and then they get their, they get their well, driver's license. Chloe right? will be able to get her license, but Julian not. Yeah, you what, have hey. overthought the, the, the hell out of this. Look, send them to Florida for a couple of days. They can stay with me. <laughs> I'll let Chloe drive the Lincoln around town. Oh She'll be fine. She'll Julian, Ju, Julian can have the Lincoln. He'll love it, man. <laughs> You'll be a boss up at uh, boarding school in Connecticut. Hey, guys, as you've heard me tell on many of an occasion, when we were doing the MJ Morning Show, I think I've even brought up on the podcast, I look back, though, and I kind of look at it as a blessing or a godsend that my kids were not on the road at the age of 16. Because I look back, and there is no effing way that I should have been, Todd Schnitt, behind the wheel of a car at 16 years of age. There's no way when I look back. That's true. But listen to this. Think about the kids. Think about Little League Baseball. When a kid is 15 and comes into Little League Baseball, all the other kids passed him. They're hitting the ball. The kid's running around like a chicken with his head cut off. You know, he doesn't know how to play. This is going to be your kids on the road. Everybody's going to be a better driver than them now because they have three years on. What is it? What is she, 19? Uh, Chloe will be 19 in August. But no, then conversely, the other side of that coin, Froggy, is that they'll be more mature when they actually get behind the wheel of the car. So maybe they'll make mm, better I, decisions. I don't know. I, I think you, you put them in. I cannot believe your kids. Froggy, don't. I made some broke-ass decisions at 16 years old behind the wheel of the car. I can't believe that I'm like still in one piece when I think about it. And she needs to think about all the travel she's going to do in college soccer. She's going to need to get a rental and stuff. She need, You all she's need to drive. What the hell are you talking about? They, they, they go on, on team buses or, or airplanes to games. Froggy, in what Really? World, 
wait, in what world do they rent cars to 19-year-olds? Listen, if she want, if her and her friends are staying at a hotel and they want to go to Taco Bell, don't they have to call a, an Uber? I don't know how college athletics well, works. First of all, Froggy, are you not up to speed on car rentals? Most car rental agencies, they don't rent cars to people under the age of, I think, what, 25? Something like that. It's either yeah. 23, 26, something like that. I rent cars plenty of times. I'm just saying she needs to learn to drive. She's going to be out in the world. She doesn't know what she's doing. Who doesn't know how to drive at 20? That's insane. Oh, Froggy, how's your wife's new Peloton? <laughs> it hasn't come yet. Whoa, what? It, it's not coming until I, I, actually like mid-July. Oh, my God. When did you order the Peloton? Over a month ago. Well, Mother's Day, right? It was a Mother's Day present. Yeah, when's that? May? It was yeah, like, so like May. May 12th was Mother's Day. So over a month, you're telling me the Peloton is still not there. What are they? So, how long is the wait for the Peloton? It's not supposed to come to the uh, the middle of July, I believe. So I guess a lot of people are working out during the quarantine. I don't know. It's really annoying. All right. So they're way behind because everyone was ordering Pelotons for the home since people weren't going to gyms. Is that it, Michelle? Uh, yes. And I just want to know, Froggy, do you know what this Sunday is? Do I know what the sun view is? No. Do you know what this Sunday is? Oh, no. Yeah. What is it? It's the reciprocal of Mother's Day. Oh, Father's Day. Yeah. I hope you're not expecting anything. I thought Froggy was going to ask, what does reciprocal mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, now I know it's the opposite. So. <laughs> no, I'm just telling the Peloton not coming at this point is becoming an issue because every time she gives me crap about something like spending money, you know, I bought like a $25 fishing lure the other day and, uh, and she gives me crap about it. And I go, listen, you're getting a $3,000 exercise bike. And I do that for everything. And it's becoming an issue. She hates it. What kind of fishing lure is $25? It's a, it's an umbrella rig. Do you know what an umbrella? Uh, rig I don't, is? I don't no. give, I don't give a crap. Can you catch a shark with it? <laughs> There's five fishing lures in one, and it looks like an umbrella. It doesn't matter. I'm not allowed to spend money, but she is, is the point. What's the date again for the Peloton to arrive? Hang on. Let me see. Well, go go get her. How, how far yeah. is this? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Come here! <laughs> Froggy's yelling for Kim. Of course, we're all in our house. We're we're all we're all in our home still doing the podcast. Get out of here! Who's in there, Froggy? Who's in there? Just a little one. When is the Peloton? Come here, come around, please. Come around. Get that dog. When does the Peloton get here? Uh, July tenth. July tenth. Man, that's a long time. I mean, from Mother's Day to July 10th, that's a long damn time to ship the exercise bike. Everything's on back order, and it gets delivered, and it's awesome. Okay, everything gets delivered, Kim. Did you know you were getting the Peloton for Mother's Day, or were you surprised? I asked for it, okay. and my wish was granted for Mother's Day. Three months later. Hey, guys, I hope that I'm not opening up a can of worms, and Froggy, I hope I'm not breaching your trust. But I understand that there's a little bit of a rift that's developed in the house because Froggy thinks that since he bought you, how much is the Peloton? Like 2500 How much is it? It's like yeah, 15000 
No. It's like fifteen thousand no. dollars. No. How, how, it is, how much is <laughs> how much is the Peloton bike with video screen? I don't know, like 2500 bucks. All right. So, Kim, uh, Froggy texted me a couple of things over the last week. Are you guys having a little disagreement with something that Froggy wants to buy that he would sit on and encapsulate himself, sort of like something similar to a Peloton, but in Froggy's little twisted video world? There has been a request, and it has been denied. Okay. Yeah. Kim, what has Froggy requested and what have you denied? She doesn't know the official name of it. She, she doesn't even understand what this can do for the family, but whatever. All right. So, Kim. For the family. You're, that's a joke. I don't know. It's some stupid driving chair with a steering wheel and pedals, <laughs> which he already has a steering wait, wait, wheel. Wait, wait, wait. Stop yelling in the mic. It's a motion simulation racing simulator, which means. When when you turn, you feel it in your whole in, in your entire body. Okay, is this for so, video games? Yeah, I'm a, for, I'm, I'm trying to be a professional virtual racer. Has he given you a tour of his office? Have you guys actually looked behind him? That the file cabinet that we have for his work is now his steering wheel like desk, and there's <laughs> pedals on the floor. Has he shown you that? Froggy's like twelve. Froggy's like twelve years old. And all right now, Kim Froggy. How much is this virtual sit-down? I would imagine this thing is like a metal frame with like a racing seat, like you're in a race car with a steering wheel. And in a, how much is this device that simulates you racing? How much is it? All of that for the bargain price of $4,000. Oh, what? God. Yeah, what? that's why it's been declined. You don't yell, <laughs> first of all. You learn mic technique, number one. <laughs> Number two, it's $3,900 with motion sensors included. Okay. Fourth, Froggy, $4,000 for this getup? What are you, crazy? But you don't understand this. I can make so much money from sim racing. <laughs> really? <laughs> are you delusional? What do you mean you're going to make money from sitting in a video game in your house? How the hell are you going to make money doing that? Uh, excuse me. The only one making money is the company selling you this thing for $4,000. I don't know if you've seen ESPN lately, but they've been showing virtual <laughs> racing leagues over and over again. It's more popular than ever, and I'm going to take advantage of it. I've been What? I feel like he's come up with this plan with our um, five- and eight-year-old children to, to be a professional e-racer or whatever it's called. <laughs> It's virtual racer. Oh, sorry. Froggy, my actual car cost four thousand dollars. <laughs> and does it give you the feel buster when you're making turns? Do you it's feel the very pull? realistic? And I actually go places. <laughs> MJ, I sent you the picture of this thing. Did you see it? Come on. Oh, it, that, I, thing I is did. awesome. Yeah, so Froggy sent me a text earlier and it's like a metal like frame. It's like a racing cage. And you sit in it, and I mean, it looks pretty high tech. But hold on, I'm still fixated on the fact that Froggy, you want this toy for four grand, and Fester, you're telling me for your 2003 Lincoln Town Car, you paid four grand for that thing? It's a 2004 Signature Series, and yes, four thousand dollars plus tax. Did that thing once belong to like executive limos of Tampa Bay for airport pickups? No, no, it wasn't one of those cars. This was owned by two el different elderly people. The first elderly person bought it and then did what elderly people do and sold it right before they did that. And then the second owner 
is sold it to me. And her name was Margaret, and I named my car Margaret. But that's not here nor there. Froggy, a lot of money. All You're right. missing the point here. All right, so hold on a minute. Let me be, I'll be like Judge Judy, or I'll, this will be like the people's court. I'll be the final arbiter. So, Kim, I want to hear your side of the story. Froggy gets you nearly a $3,000 Peloton for Mother's Day, but you're denying him a device that will derive him pleasure. And probably money for the family. And let me, let me add this. <laughs> let me add this. Yeah. I asked her to get me that rig, the, the, the $4,000 rig. You, you see the orange steering wheel behind me? She got me an $80 steering wheel with plastic little baby foot pedals that when I go on the sim racing leagues, they laugh at me. What is it? What, what is it? Fisher Price? What is that thing? It basically is the Fisher Price. <laughs> it's the cheapest wheel you she gave it to me as a joke. All right, so wait a minute. Hold on. So Kim, Froggy got you the Peloton. Froggy got you the Peloton for Mother's Day. Why don't you get him this racing setup for Father's Day coming up? If I had known that my Mother's Day gift was going to be used against me to fund his stupid gift ideas or his wants and dreams, I would have never accepted it. And I've told him, I will return it. It hasn't even been delivered. I can return it. Oh, that's a big threat now. That's well, the I'll big threat. It. I'll return it. That, I'll just the, Peloton, the Peloton could be both of us. It's for our health. Right. It will pay for itself. No, sim racing. And you just have to get your fat ass on it and actually use it. No, Whoa. sim racing will pay for it. And I'm, I'm not done. fat. I'm, done. I'm not oh, fat. She's I'm out. Done. She, she's gone. She's I'm, I'm not. I mean, the fat thing is a little. You went a little far with the fat. Thing. Ladies, you're, you're chubby. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Kim Froggy's wife uh, in the home studio. Wow. Froggy, do you not have a secret Mad Money account that the old lady doesn't know about? No, he's not. I handle all the finances. If I held a gun to his head and said, "Log into uh, all right, okay." Would die, okay. Just so you know. How the hell did? <laughs> how the hell did she hear that? <laughs> go, go, please. Go, bye, Kim. Just, just, just let Daddy bring home the bacon, oh, and then you arrange it. Oh, yes. Get out of here. Oh man, I, I love it. Hey guys, I've got a message here from Melanie Spurgeon of Florida, and remember, folks, you can email me mj at mjmorningshow.com. That's MJ at MJMorningShow.com. Anything you want to write to us, any comments, questions, requests. So that's the email address, MJ at MJMorningShow.com. Melanie Spurgeon, somewhere in Florida, she actually texted this, and she used the MJ Morning Show hotline, and you can leave a voicemail or text us at 813-467-6290, 813-467-6290. And Melanie writes, hey, guys, I'm not totally caught up on all of your podcasts yet, so you may have already talked about these topics, but here are a couple of things that come to mind when I think back about the show. Number one, when Froggy drove through the radio station on a mini bike, do you remember that, Froggy? Yeah, you remember the guy who gave us all the mini bikes? That was the best. <laughs> yeah, but didn't the who flipped out? Was it Dan DiLoretto, the manager? No, back then? who was it? Who it was the gasoline fume got me in a lot of trouble. Oh yeah, but who flipped out? Who in management flipped out on you? DiLoretto. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was Dan DiLoretto that. that Did he... you run into Cigar Dave's office wall with it or oh. something? Yeah, my body went through his wall, and then he threatened me. 
of its front. He drove into Cigar Dave's wall and smashed right through the drywall. And you know what I did? You know what I did was I knocked over his precious model airplanes. Ooh. And then he sat me down and, and gave me a lecture on how irresponsible I was to knock over his. And he goes, he, he told me that, you know that, you see that airplane right there, that model airplane? That's more than your annual salary. Well, I don't think. I don't <laughs> At think the time he was probably right. I don't think and that's. He was, he was dead correct. I think we had to pay for that out of our pockets. Yes. I, we had to pay for the drywall repair out of our pockets. But what really got you in trouble is you were going all through the radio station, and you were dropping the gas fumes and the carbon monoxide. The sales team had to leave the office because they couldn't breathe. Yeah, they, I think they had to empty a part of the building because of the fumes because yeah. I was just going like you did all through the hallways. I mean, those, it's just the best. The uh, only person that didn't notice all the smoke in the air was Sue Trikas. She's like, it's fine. <laughs> MJ, I love it. Give me more smoke. Uh, and then se- second, Melanie wants to know about when we wanted to see how far we could go with Walmart returns. The Oh, this was great. I forgot all about this until she sent this text message over. Uh, she wrote, uh, basically, you blew stuff up in a microwave, you smashed up items, and then tried to return them uh, to Walmart. Can't remember if they actually took them back, but I think they did. We were amazed on how tolerant Walmart was. Do you remember? I do remember the microwave that we bought a microwave at Walmart and we saved the receipt and the box and everything, and this was the bit. How badly can we destroy an item and then essentially bring back the box with smashed up, burnt up parts and see if they would give us a refund or a new... we set it on fire? We we did. We did. We set it on fire. So one of the... I think we did this with a vacuum. We did it with multiple items, but I do remember the, the microwave. We bought a microwave at Walmart and destroyed the thing. I mean, ripped the door off, smashed the glass. We used a sledgehammer. I think we poured gasoline on it and lit it on fire and then put all the pieces and shards into the box. And, Fester, wasn't that you that returned it? I think, yeah. I just walk right back in with a receipt. I'm like, yeah, it's returned. And, and Fester's holding this box with just <laughs> smashed up, burned up parts, and they're hanging Effective. out. <laughs> you, you walk up to the customer service desk, and what do you say? It's defective. Not uh, working yeah. for some reason. Something, something's <laughs> going on with it. I'm just not that happy yeah. with it. I made some popcorn and this happened or whatever it was. <laughs> but they took it back. Didn't they take it back? Yeah, they took it back. I-, I think we, as a morning show at the time, were instrumental in Walmart changing their return policy <laughs> to that of now being pricks. I mean, you have to have a receipt. You have to be within 30 days. You, it- It's tough to return something to Walmart now. Cha-cha-cha. The last time I returned something to Walmart, I had to give them my license. Really? Yeah, they like documented you. No, I've tried to return a fishing reel, and it's a pain. You can't do it these days. Yeah. Yeah. So are you saying that we single-handedly changed the Walmart return policy with our racket? Behind Walmart's curtain, it might be called the MJ Morning Show rule. <laughs> Just don't take anything back from morons that walk in with defective merchandise. I know we did it with a vacuum cleaner, a microwave. How many times did we? Oh, oh, oh. Didn't Walmart, like the regional office, didn't they call to complain about us? I think I put a sandwich in a VHS DVD combo. 
That's right. <laughs> I return it, and there's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. In it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on with this. Something's thing, wrong with this, and it's got a sandwich sticking out of the tape slot. <laughs> It's a TV show in itself right there. Oh, oh my man. God. Uh, again, the crap that we did that I've totally forgotten about. So thank you. Who was it? Uh, Melanie Spurgeon. Thank you for reminding us of, of that particular bit. And that's why we love to hear from people. Again, email us, mj at mjmorningshow.com, or text us or leave us a voicemail at 813-467-6290. That's 813 467 6290. Hey guys, are any of you having issues with like your wives and wearing masks like out in public? What do you mean? All right. I don't wear a mask for anything. Oh, geez. Uh, you know, this is no, no, hold, hold on a minute. Faster, faster. Hang on a sec. This, this is a major pet peeve. I think I know where you're headed with this. No, Michelle and I, you're going to say that you're on a whole different uh, level and you're on a whole different page than your wife with masks. Uh, Michelle is still here in the home bedroom studio. Michelle and I are absolutely on the same page with masks. We don't leave the place without a mask. We don't leave our house without a mask. I mean, Julian and I stepped out earlier to take the dogs for a walk, and we'd forgotten the mask, and we just got 10 steps away, and I was like, masks, and we turned right around and grabbed masks. Hey, Festo, look what's happening in Florida. Florida is having a massive spike in cases. The last week, Florida is putting on some of the highest numbers ever for new coronavirus cases in the state. And you can't just say, oh, there's more testing. No, people are presenting and more people are being exposed and they're testing positive. Yeah, but the case count is going through the roof. And listen, we were down over Memorial Weekend. We drove a load of stuff from our New York place back to our Florida place. And Memorial Weekend, we noticed how many people in the Carolinas, South Carolina, North Carolina, into Georgia, and certainly when we were there for the weekend in Florida, we noticed how many people were not wearing masks. For instance, I went to Publix, and I'm the only person in the Publix. This was a Memorial Weekend, and I'm the only person in the store wearing a mask, other than the employees. So all the Publix employees, they had masks on, but every single customer in the place was not wearing a mask. And even I'm in line and an old buddy of mine, I mean, a well-known, phenomenally good local lawyer gets behind me in line who I've known for years. And I'm like, hey, dude, how you doing? No mask. And this guy is like a highly educated, brilliant lawyer and nobody's wearing a mask. So am I surprised that cases are jumping through the roof in the Tampa Bay area and in Florida? I'm not. You know, I I don't wear the mask at all. I I don't even have one. What's going on with you and your wife, Fester? So we go out. We went out to dinner for the first time in months the other day. And we're in line to go into the restaurant. All the kids, two kids have their masks on. My wife has her mask on. And I'm just there with the shaggy goatee. I'm like, hey, guys, table for four, please. We went to an outlet mall. Not the outlet mall. The uh, open air mall, like a shopping mall area. And I wasn't wearing a mask. We're outside. We're fine. I have a bandana in my car, a bandana, right? And it's almost like I'm mocking you if I have to even put that on. Fester, there are a bunch of well-known Tampa Bay radio personalities that have now tested positive for coronavirus. Are you trying to, what, add yourself to the list now? No, because you said (laughs) well-known. You got there before. (laughs) I think think Fester, the name Fester is is fairly well-known. 
Got a voicemail from the MJ Morning Show hotline. Again, leave us a voicemail or send us a text to 813-467-6290. 813-467-6290. This dude sounds like the guy from the Seinfeld TV Guide episode. He said, I want you to do another podcast with a crotchety call about where Milton Fludgecow gets stuck in an elevator. Well, here you go. Milton Fludgecow stuck in the elevator. This is one of the classic crotchety calls. Oh, to service, Caprelli. How can I help you? Oh, thank God you've answered. I'm stuck in one of your death trap elevators. Get me the hell out of here. Excuse me, sir. Sure. Ah, just, get sir, me just out. take it easy. Take get, it easy a moment. Get me out of here. Get me out of Excuse me. Yes. We need your address. Uh, we can get you out. I don't know where the hell I am. Get me out of here. What, what, excuse me. Excuse uh, me. We, we, we have someone that can get you out. Just... I don't know where I am. I forgot. I'm old. I'm elderly. I'm geriatric. I've just soiled my pants. Uh, I'm confused. Get me out of the elevator. I can't breathe. I'm running out of air. There in the elevator. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Calm down. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. There's plenty of air. Plenty of air. You okay now? I can breathe. All right. Everything's I fine. Can, now. I, we'll I, get you right out. I can breathe now. Have you hit the alarm button? Pushing it now. Alarm! Help! Get me out of here! Oh, oh, that's Help. fine. That's fine. Help! Get me out of here! Take it easy. Get, Take it easy. Get me out of here! Take your hand off the alarm button. Take your hand off the alarm button. What? Okay. All right. All right. I, I let go of the alarm button. All right. Ah, let me out of here. Stop ringing the bell. Get me out of here. Stop. Help. Stop ringing the help. bell. I can't help you if you keep I'm, ringing the bell. I'm stuck in the elevator. Get me Take out of here. Get your hand off the alarm. Get me out of here. Help. Get your hand off the alarm. Okay. I just took my hand off the alarm. All right, all right, let's go one step at a time here. I very... Do you have, do you have, are you calling from the emergency phone in the elevator? No, I'm on my cell phone. I happen to have it attached to my cellular phone build holster. It seems to come in handy from time to time. Great. Would you check and see if there's an emergency phone in the panel there where you push the buttons? Yes, hold on a sec. Opening little door. Oh, my God. Sir, what happened? The cord just snapped off like a twig. Oh. Hold on, I think I could be of further assistance. I just happen to have my Black & Decker power driver, which is battery-operated, on the other side of my belt holster. But what are you doing with that? I'm going to disassemble the control panel and no. see if I can no, get it. Hold on a second. Put the drill away. Stop drilling. Got one screw out. Stop drilling. Okay, got two can screws out. Me? Okay, I've got the third screw. Sir, I told you, stop drilling now. To... I'm prying the panel off. Panel's off. I got wires everywhere. Don't, don't touch the wires. Whoa! Ah, jeez, I just got juice. Oh, my God, I just got There's shot. wires in there that are hot. Keep your hand out of the wires. Ah, let me out of the elevator. Stop. 
Let me out of here. Pushing the alarm. I'm Stop pushing so the alarm. Scared. Listen to me. Let, Stop doing the alarm. Let can somebody hear me? Get, Stop pushing the alarm. Okay, stopping the alarm. <laughs> All right, now let, let, look. Stay away from the hot wire. Oh my God! The elevator. What's going on? It's rocking back and forth violently. Oh my god, holy crap! What are you doing? Cable snapped! Cable snapped! Cable is By request, the crotchety old man elevator call. One of my favorites. I forgot all about that one. It's been a while since I heard it. Get a hold of me, MJ, Todd Schnitt. How many people don't know that MJ is Todd Schnitt? I think there's still some folks that don't know. Yeah, one and the same. Uh, Get a hold of me, MJ, my personal Twitter feed with all kinds of stuff. Give me a follow at Todd Schnitt on Twitter. That's at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T. And a lot of different stuff on my Instagram feed. Give me a follow at certified Todd Schnitt on Instagram. That's certified Todd Schnitt. Email MJ at MJMorningShow.com. Don't forget the hotline. Leave us a voicemail. Send us a text. 813-467-6290. And the best thing you can do for us is spread the word. Tell everyone you know that the MJ Morning Show is back. The podcast started in the fall of 2019. We're now at, what, 28 episodes Let everyone know to go to mjmorningshow.com. Go to our website. All of the episodes are there, as well as all of the different platforms to listen, download, and subscribe. And we'll see you next time. The MJ Morning Show. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.